Hobby Addicts の時間です It's time for Hobby Addicts And now, here are your anime addicts Everybody, welcome to Hobby Addicts. What episode are we on? 224. Thank you. Episode 224. Mason, coming to the rescue. How are you, Mason? Oh, I'm doing excellent. As my,、uh, I don't know if you could hear that garage door opening as my family goes out on the quest to Costco to fetch me more food. So I'm doing fantastic. Are you, are you, are you eating your family out of house and home? Yes, indeed. You know, they say, like, what is it? Home is where the heart is. Home, in my mind, is where you know exactly what setting to turn the shower to for optimum temperature.、Nice. That's really what this thing should be. It's just a little long winded. There you go. And we also have Mandy. Mandy, how are you today? I'm doing all right.、Uh, I'm doing okay.、It's, it was a weird weekend, but、uh, I'm happy to be here. And、uh, I have coffee. Oh, well, then you're all set. <laughs> yeah. And I, I am Mitsugi and I have Green Monster. So. And Mits, let's not, let's not discount your feelings. How are you doing today? I feel like I was hit by a car yesterday. But really, it was、Were、just.、You? In the literal、no. sense? <laughs> oh, man. He's like, really?、No. Was it just a really big moped, maybe? No, I hiked La Plata Peak. <clears throat> so we're going to talk about La Plata Peak hike. And in that, there were. I'll just give a teaser. There may be discussion of wildfires and or abandoned mine shafts. So that could be interesting.、Uh, Mandy watched some of Stranger Things, which I, as, as per my recommendation, see now Mandy, usually I'm the one ab- adopting Mandy's recommendations, but this time, we'll, we'll see how it goes when, it's, when the, coin, the coin is flipped. And also <laughs> Spirit Fairer, which I don't know what that is, but we'll find out. And Mason's been watching Netflix and reading books. He can read. I, I cannot. I don't read books. But we'll see all about all that. So let's start with Mason. I want to hear what Mason's been watching because I'm going to gush about Stranger Things and nobody wants to hear about hiking anyway. Okay.、So、why, don't we start exactly. with, why don't we start with Netflix? So for Netflix, I have not yet started Stranger Things, though my plan is to、uh, when October rolls around. So nonetheless, I am interested to hear what Mandy has to say about it after Mitsugi's stunning. Uh, recommendation last week. So I've been watching on Netflix、uh, a show called Chef's Table. Oh. This is not new. It's been around for like five or six years, maybe. And they're about to come out with season six. But it's a discussion with chefs of these very high ranking Michelin starred restaurants and kind of their roots, their inspiration, what drives them as a chef, both conceptually. And with their mood and with their vision, and kind of they're like hour long documentaries about all these different restaurants. And it's done by the same producer who did、uh, Jiro Dreams of Sushi, if you've ever seen that one, which is pretty famous and、What、well known. What is it、known. called? Jiro Dreams of Sushi. It's about J- like,、okay. like J I R O Dreams of Sushi. It's about this. Old Japanese、oh. dude who works out of some like subway station who has like a three star Michelin sushi restaurant, which is like one of considered the pinnacles of like what sushi sh- should be. Okay.、And、yeah, I heard of that. We talked about that on Hobby Addicts, I think like 
basically like four years ago, maybe. Yeah. Oh, it's very well known okay. and popular. And this is kind of him going around to a bunch of different places and talking to not just obviously Japanese chefs, but people from New Zealand, people from Sweden, people from Chicago, like all over the globe. And it's it's pretty interesting so far and seeing how all these, you know, food artists, uh, you know, became inspired to create what they have now and you know the history of you know oh we started a restaurant with like we had like two customers a week and we were going out of business and we were failing and all of a sudden you know we changed this we modified this we reached out to these people we got one good review and now we have enough customers to last us for a lifetime like it's it's kind of cool seeing these these stories come about so that was that's been a good series so far i'm only i don't know eight episodes into it but i'm really digging it that's chef's table um, and, and I also and what and what is the inspiration behind your your appetite, Mason? Like, what drives you? What drives you to eat? What is the ooh I, yeah. eating weird stuff is always interesting. Um, I don't know. I just like food, and if you're gonna eat good food, or if you're going to eat food, you might as well make it make it good. But now I'm like, oh, I, I need to go. I need to go <laughs> visit second, all these weird places. Wait a second. If you're not gonna eat good food, you might as well just not eat at all. <laughs> I'm, oh, you're you're going to eat. So I'm saying if you are going to eat, you might as well eat good food. I, I, guess, okay. I guess I'm not saying if you're going to eat bad food, you shouldn't eat. You should eat. just starve yourself to death. You know what? I'm going to pass on this one. You know, I'm just going to pass. Uh, I, don't, I don't need dinner today. Impossible. Does your brother I don't have time to cook, you know, like a giant meal. I'm just going to not eat anything. Yeah, exactly. Give me the best or nothing. Does your brother eat as much as you do, Mason? Um, Not... Not as much anymore. What does that um, mean? He used to be, I think him and I could go toe to toe, but I think he, he's a tall, he's like six foot three or something. And since yeah. he stopped growing, I think he's kind of slowed down a bit. He's not running like cross country as much. So I think he's trying to cut well, back. So at six, three, I mean, he can't have good food. Yeah, no good <laughs> food for him. He has to watch me eat. <laughs> Mandy and I both know that at six point at six foot three, you must stop growing eventually. It's just not fair at that point. Yeah, exactly. I think if you're taller than five foot one, you I mean, might as well I'm, just stop. I consider myself like the short one in my like entire family, and I'm like six wow. feet. Wow. Wow. Well, I am only five eight, so you win. My whole family is as short as I am. We're hobbits. Yeah, my um, the, the the tallest person on either side of my family's is my father, and he's five eleven. So we're not exactly tall okay. either. So, so so anyway. to be fair, my mom is technically five eleven, but wow. she wouldn't let us say that she's a short one. So even though she is technically the shortest, she uh, defends herself and says she's the tallest. That's cute. I so like that. she tries her best. <laughs> she's just a little person, so we uh, <laughs> we get right <laughs> It's just what am I? It's just one more one on top of yours, Mandy. Like it's just okay. one more. What's the difference? Gotcha. Just just one more. Um. Yeah. So I'll I'll breeze through my other thing. I watched a another documentary called The Dawn Wall. If ever if you guys have heard of the uh, rock climbing movie Free Solo about the guy who climbed up. Uh, the 3,000 foot tall rock face of El Capitan oh without any God. hardnesses or anything. Fucking nut job. That's so insanity. That's insane. And this is a story about two guys who climbed um, the same mountain, I guess you would call it, and they had gears and harnesses, but they climbed like a significantly more difficult route 
So essentially, that was the first time anyone has ever climbed it, and it's essentially considered one of the hardest climbs of all time. So, you know, it's a very different mindset where this guy, you know, in free solo had to climb up this rock face with no assistance. And visually, you're, you're like, oh, my goodness, if this guy makes one mistake, he is dead. Yeah, Whereas these sure. guys, it's more of a climbing movie where they they could fail. And boy, did they a lot. It took them like 13. I don't know if, if it was 13 or like 17 days to climb up it because they had to keep on camping like they would just camp at this up the face and just attempt these like absurdly difficult routes over and over again that no one's ever done and uh that was pretty interesting and now i want to go rock climbing because watching people excel is absurd yeah i mean but that's like like the el capitan thing i mean that is yeah i mean you're basically like writing your will saying goodbye to everybody you love (laughs) like literally before you hike that or before you climb that because you have like a 50-50 of dying. It's just insanity. I can't, I can't even. It's nuts. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's cool watching people in their element. So I guess that's kind of everything I watch is watching highly skilled people being documented about how and why and what drives them to be good at what they do. So I guess that's the, the theme underlying of everything that I watched on Netflix. Wow. Well, you've been getting into it. I've, I've been trying. Um, I say we move on. If we have time at the end, I can talk books, but uh, that's okay. not too important. All right. Well, I'll talk about La Plata Peak because I think it'll probably take less time. But we've been having really bad wire, wildfires out here in Colorado. And we're now, I'm not sure if it's now the largest wildfire in the history of Colorado, but it's pretty damn big. The Gulch, the Pine Gulch um, wildfire is like over 100,000 acres and is only like 10% contained. So it's just burning out of control and spreading like by hundreds of thousands of acres per, overnight, every night. <clears throat> and uh, it's so bad that even from like six, like 600 miles away, we can still see the, the smoke I mean, in the air. <clears throat> You're breathing it like daily. I mean, it's crazy. And um, so we hiked, we hiked La Plata Peak. I got I to gotta get my... Um, I got to post some pictures here for you. I'm going to post a few pictures here for you guys in the, in the discord. So you can ref, so you can see what, like what I'm talking about here. But the, the hike is, it's a class two 14 er, which means it's above 14,000 feet. This is actually the fifth tallest 14 er. So it's about 14,330 or something. It's the sixth tallest peak in the, in continental U S. So really cool. hike. had a little bit of everything started off pretty simple. Um, it opens up, right off the right out the gate in like this valley with this road with this like really nice path and i'm gonna upload the photo for that here so you guys can see and you're in like this valley surrounded on all on all sides by high mountain walls and there's some pretty intense mountain walls that you can that we that you got to kind of deal with but the scenery is just fucking beautiful like there's a sawtooth um section of the of one of the mountain walls and i'm posting a photo of that right now what that is just breathtaking i mean you can actually hike this sawtooth and it's a class three hike we obviously aren't really at that point yet it's the kind of hike where if you fall you could die so yeah um but but you can see the jaggedness of it in the picture and it's just gorgeous to look at and the third photo i put i posted was actually the section where you have where you climb up and it's a little on the it's it's a little on the steep side of mason it's a lot like it's a lot like what we hiked, but maybe a little steeper, but not as long. Um, and boy, it was hell coming down. It was so bad coming down 
that section that I was just sliding on my butt down it because there was no freaking way I was going to be able to walk down it. <laughs> it's like you were going to walk down this and just fall like over and over. And I was like, well, fuck that. I'm just going to slide down on my butt. So, so we're, so we're climbing up this, this, uh, this mat, this like side of the mountain because you have to get up there to climb the, the, the peak. And we run into this mine shaft. Okay. And this area is, is very historical. There's a town here called Westfield where I guess in the late 1800s, it was an area that was rich in silver. And so there was a lot of mining going on. And at one point there was a town here called, um, uh, called Winfield it was and it's like I guess 1500 people lived there at one point and then like in the late in like the early 1900s or so the silver market crashed and the town went under because silver wasn't wasn't profitable anymore nobody was was, was making any money so <clears throat> just in the side of this hill on the way up there's this hole in the side of the mountain and it's like a big hole like a really big one and I'm, I'm posting a picture here of it and I crawled inside the hole and I got a nice, a neat picture. And there's like my, there's like broken my, uh, mining track coming out of the side of the mountain. And it's kind of just like shooting off into the air where it ends. And then you can see down inside the mine where I climbed in there and took a picture. It's totally flooded by the way. You can see on the sides where the mine, where the, where the track is under the water. <clears throat> so it's such a neat thing. And I was just thinking, like, how many dead bodies are in this fucking mine? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, I, you could you, you could wade through there probably for a, a bit, and then maybe it submerges and you can't. And I was like, you could maybe put scuba gear on. It's probably suicide to do it. But I'm like, there could be tons of dead fucking bodies in there. Like, who knows? It or was hide just, your dead bodies down there. <laughs> you could, oh, my God, you could, like, you could, like, drag a dead body up there in the middle of the night and just throw it in there and nobody would ever find it. <laughs> um, so crazy. Um, the hike is, was really nice. We went up, we gained the ridge and here's like, uh, I got a picture of like uh, our dog up on the ridge. She's looking all fucking majestic. She's destroyed by the way. She was, she's like lying on the floor and won't even move because her paws are so wrecked. It looks so rocky that entire trail. Like it doesn't look like there's any like softness for, uh, her paws. It's, it was, well, the valley was grassy. I'm, I'm going to post a photo over here at, at the... At the top of that ridge, you can look back at the valley, and you can see the smoke in the distance. If you look in the at, at like the layers of mountain in the photo in the back, there's just like it's like cloudy with smoke from the wildfires. And I actually coughed up some black shit this morning, and I think it's from breathing all the smoke. I, I would I would call it a non-factor during the hike. Like I barely noticed the smoke, but I know it was there, and I was breathing it the whole time. And you know, it's a uh, it's a thing, I guess. And Hopefully they'll get it under control. But um, then you go up this big ass hill and it just goes and goes and goes. And they've got like these fucking thistle bushes on these hills. They look like aliens. I'm, I'm like, like if you guys know what like nettle is, like you don't want to touch nettle, right? Like you don't ruin your day. Um, it's like a plant that has little needles all through it. And if you touch it, your hand will hurt like hell and you got to like steel wool your hand. And on this mountainside, there's tons of these like alien ass looking plants with like that like. They're basically thistle bushes, but they have like fucking. It looks like something out of the thing or some shit. I mean, I was gonna say Bloodborne. It looks like yeah, those uh, Amigalda, like octopus, not octopus, like spider creatures. I mean, like it, like the top of this thing. It looks like a, it looks like a spiky cactus on the bottom with a big stem that comes up, and a ball on the top that's like the size of a sock ball, soccer ball, and the ball is just covered in like it looks like fur, but it's just thick with like billions of these little needles and i swear to god if you fell on this thing 
like I don't even know what you would do. You'd like be praying for death probably. But um, the uh, the rest of the hike was pretty good. Um, it's you get to the top of, of the of the hill, and you just hike up the hill, and then when you get to the top of the hill, you got to do like a mile of flat land, and then you get to the top. And it was nothing really um, all that out of the ordinary, but coming down was really tough, and because the hillside is an hour, a solid hour of stepping down giant rocks, and then coming down that slippery slope at the like the bottom Whoa. that I talked about was uh, um, just a mess of just falling on your ass. My girlfriend fell and stoved her her finger. She put her hand down like straight down on her hand and jammed her knuckle. Ugh. Um, I fell and busted my knee open, you know, stuff like that. But it, it, it was a pretty good hike. Um, we got to see a cool valley. It was beautiful. There was a little lake in the valley. Um, there was lots of, like, think thoughts of wildfire, even though we didn't see anything like that. You couldn't see the fires from the top. Um, and then that abandoned mine was pretty sweet. And all in all, it was a, that was a, this was our 15th um, 14er that we did. So we got 43 to go. And uh, we're going to do two more this year. And the one, the next one we're doing is actually over where the wildfires are. So I don't know if that one, it's like 150 miles south of the wildfire, which is all things considered pretty close to it. So we're going to have to see if, if we can even get down there because I know they have I-70 closed. You can't, you can't take I-70 through the Colorado anymore because it's closed because of the fires. They don't want you driving through it. So... We'll have to see, and uh, but that will be in two weeks uh, if we're able to do it. But uh, definitely pretty cool, you know. If anybody wants to come out here and do some hiking, we, we can do some hiking. Um, you need you, you need an exceptional level of fitness to do the fourteeners. So that's you know person to person. But you know, there's so many cool mountains out here that you know, you know, open invitation, so for, of course. So first of all, that sounds like a sequel to where the wild things are, where the wildfires are. I'd read that book. <laughs> Um, Would you? <laughs> have Have you already done Mount Sneffels? That's ne- that's the one I'm referring to. Sneffels? Yeah, Mount Sneffels. It sounds like a uh, like a Winnie the Pooh character, like a Snuffle up, I guess, <laughs> or something. So but Mount- I'm I'm you- going to be in Colorado in two weekends on the uh, the fifth, sixth through that week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and some cousins are going to be camping in Telluride, which I think is right by it. So I was, I was looking that up on Memorial day weekend. Uh, well, we'll be camping the week after, like during the week. Oh, okay. So we're planning on going down on like the fourth and do it over the weekend doing Mount Sneffels, um, like on the fifth, probably. Gotcha. Because I, I was I was eyeballing it. I'm like, this sounds like something you would have done, but there because there's like two sides. There's like the sharp ridge, which is like a class three, and I'm like, I ain't no way am I going to be able to do that. But maybe the standard route. So I don't so, know. Maybe maybe we'll uh, we'll compare notes if I end up doing it. I'm guessing I won't, but we'll see. So Mount Sneffels is um, there's really only there's really two routes up it. There's the south slope, which is the standard route that's considered easy class three and then there's the relatively the same length of hike and the same uh in the same elevation gain of of the uh of the other route which is the southwest ridge which i think is what you're referring to 
Yeah, that's the one that seems way more. Yeah, it's definitely prickly. more difficult. So we are not doing the ridge. We're going. We're do, we're doing the uh, um, the lavender the corridor slope. or whatever it's called. The one that goes. Yeah, the one that goes up the up the the gully with full of rocks. So yeah. So and what day are you? What day were you looking at doing that? So I'll be doing that during the week. I should be um, a, little bit, a little bit ahead of us. Uh, behind you. You'll do oh, it after Memorial Day weekend, and I'll be doing it later if wow, we end crazy. up doing it. I haven't talked to my cousins at all. I might just be like, hey, guys, um, you want to go do a 14er? Well, if it makes be like, you, no, and then if, I'll say, oh, okay, yeah. and then when I won't go. <laughs> well, if, if, if it helps convince you, this is probably the easiest, easy class three route uh, in the mm-hmm. Rockies because it's really only a class, it's only really only class three because they took some rocks out of the gully that made climbing up through this like keyhole a lot easier. And now that the rocks are gone, you actually have to like scale part of a wall to get up it. But I think it's only like eight feet or something. So it's not like, it's not like some, not some monumental feet. So I don't, I don't, I think it's more like a class two hike to be honest. But anyway, that's boring for everyone except me and Mason. So Mandy, Stranger Things. Oh yeah. Uh, so yesterday was my birthday. Happy birthday. And, uh, thank you. Oh, medetogozaimasu. And since, you know, we can't really go anywhere. My uh, mom and I, I can't, I went over and just, um, visited my mom and we made food together and then we watched stranger things together and we had a lot of fun with it we watched four episodes out of the first eight which is like you see each season is only eight episodes and uh, after what mitsugi said about it last time where um i was like you know that does sound like something that i'd really like because i like weird creepy things (laughs) so (laughs) i tried it out and uh we had a lot of fun with it um it, like Mitsugi did say that it, it starts off pretty slow. It does. And it does start off pretty slow. Um, I was curious what is the when is the the horror stuff going to start happening? <laughs> Which I mean, there is a little bit in the first episode, but not much. But uh, it is a mystery, and it constantly keeps you guessing. Um, there were definitely moments where I was like. It's kind of funny because you see the cliches in there, but then there are also moments where my mom and I thought we were convinced something was going to go down a certain way, and it didn't go down that way. So uh, it was interesting. Like there, there are both like the the cliches of, I guess, television dramas, yeah. <laughs> and also uh, some moments that kept us guessing so yeah it was interesting and uh we had a lot of fun with it i like that um the special effects were not so over the top so it didn't you know there wasn't horrible cg but it also looked um like what we have seen so far because we haven't really seen much of the monster thing um and i i don't know uh how much mason wants to know about it but say as much as you want Okay, because <laughs> I know you said you're going to watch it in, like, maybe Halloween-ish yeah. time. Yeah, the only thing I actually really care about in this review is what did your mom think of it, and is she normally into scary, spooky horror things? Well, my mom got really obsessed with Walking Dead, so yes. Hmm. Okay, because <laughs> my mom is not, like, a person that will usually go for that, and I'm trying to uh, feel out, like, how well she'll do with it, and she's like, oh, I'll watch it with you guys. I love watching stuff with you, and I'm like... We'll see. This so. will be very easy. There's okay. really not much there. That it says that there's gore. We haven't yeah. really seen any gore. No, no. There's yeah. not really. 
even through like season two and season three, there's there's nothing that would make this more than PG thirteen at most. I mean, yeah, absolutely yeah. nothing. So okay, yeah. but yeah, yeah go go right ahead and talk about the monster. Oh, that's okay. Um, so, uh, like at the very like the very first episode, these kids are playing D and D, and they're talking about this demi gorgon. So. And that's kind of like what the monster is in the first one, like this sort of demigorgon creature. And um, so it was kind of cool that I recognized these names and monsters. My mom was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> so I had to explain to her a little bit. But um, yeah, we, we yelled at the TV quite a lot. We always do that, though, whenever we watch stuff together. <laughs> Motherfucker we behind you. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're always like, that's so dumb, or something like that. We we always yell at the TV. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, interesting. And um, they, the one kid, I'm trying, I don't know his name. Mike? Uh, like, Mike a little Wheeler? bit, the bigger kid was his uh, name Dustin. in the first. Dustin, yeah, he, the, he was our favorite. The one, that wears, the one that wears the hat or whatever, he was like a, like a yeah. thing. <laughs> he was really cute. <laughs> we were laughing. We were, he was cracking us up. Is he the and one that looks like my coworker? As if you would know what he looks like? I was going to say, I don't know. Yeah, sure. He looks just like your coworker. That's that's the saga that our listeners are invested in, is which one looks like Mason's coworker? <laughs> so, oh, sorry. Did they go into the upside down at all in the in, in the four episodes that you have seen? Uh, they sent a guy down there, Got you it. know, like I'll the, the shady... That. Yeah, the shady company does send somebody down there. That that is all that we have seen. Well, we did see um, part of it when the one girl's friend was sucked down there. Ah, but yeah. it does remind me a lot of Silent Hill, like that whole <laughs> oh, it scene. Does. Oh yeah, especially the yeah, first. Yeah, like yeah, the first time it happens where uh, that girl is by the pool and it happens. Uh, I, I instantly said, oh my god, this is Silent Hill. My mom's like, I've never played Silent Hill. I don't know. <laughs> oh, right. What happened? What ha- she gets, uh, she gets like, oh, I don't want to, I don't know if you want to spoil that for Mason, but I can't remember what happens yeah. to her, but she gets like sucked in or something or eaten. I can't remember exactly, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah, and it was kind of cool because there were moments where we thought for sure we knew the cliche of what was going to happen. We had everything planned out. Like, for example, that girl when she's at the pool and the uh, one of the other guys, um, the brother of the kid that goes missing, he uh, stumbles across their little like uh, house party. And he starts photographing them because he has a crush on one of the girls there yeah. mm-hmm. and Nancy. who's with another man. Yeah. Who's with another guy. And so he starts like photographing them. And then uh, he disappears before that girl, you know, uh, gets sucked down by a monster thingy. And so most my mom and I were like, oh, we know what's going to happen. They're, they're going to find his picture. They're going to think he murdered her. And then he's going to go to jail or, you know, get um, get arrested. And then <laughs> uh, we we had the whole thing planned out and it didn't happen that way. We were all we were both like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it didn't happen uh-huh. exactly how we thought. <laughs> the, the detectives were stumped. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we we were cracking up and yelling at the TV a lot, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and we want to watch more. We we got kind of hooked on it. We were always like, oh, uh, I 
I said there was like at one point there's this big conspiracy thing. I'm like that didn't that wasn't true. And then when it happened, my mom looked at me. She's like, "You are right." And we were like, "Yeah." Oh, you guys are loving it. That's cute. Yeah, we always do that. And I had to come home though because I had to wake up early to go get a COVID test today. Yikes. So, um, so I had to leave early, but we wanted to watch more. And so I want to watch more this week, but I promised her that we'd watch it together. So it looks like that's going to be our Saturday show together. Oh, that's good. But yeah. Yeah, it'll get a little more. It's real slow to like get going and it keeps but like once it gets going it just gets going so it, it's very much a and it's one of those shows that just continues to escalate mm-hmm. and so there's a lot of more cool stuff cool stuff to come i th- i think i actually really liked it liked it that way and i think that works better with my mom too i think if it was just you know balls to the walls gory and deep and shit like at the beginning like dark i don't think my mom would have liked it but I think she likes like the drama parts, and so then she can handle the horror parts. That's why she fell in love with, with Walking Dead. Like even though the, there are like, you know, very gory zombie moments, she liked the drama between all of the humans parts, and she got really into that. We both like our drama. <laughs> it's because we like to talk to the TV. <laughs> so uh, we we love like that. Like so, she does really well with. Um, like Walking Dead type style where it's like human drama, human drama, human drama, and then, oh, here's the gory horror moments. So I think that worked right. a lot better for her. Yeah. Have you seen the old 80s movie Stand By Me? Oh my gosh, let me check it up. I, let me look it up because it sounds very familiar. That's the one where the little kids are like going on little kid adventures and they find a dead body and it's like <clears throat> they end up like way Oh, you want to see a dead body by the train track? Is that what that one is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a very long time, but I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Stranger Things always gave me like a Stand By Me sort of and, and, and like a Goonies kind of vibe. And I definitely see Goonies, yeah. Yeah, and they and I feel like they've... Crap, like the beginning of the It movie, the new one, the first one, looked... Mm-hmm. God, it was, like, it was like exactly Stranger Things. It even has one of the fucking kids in it. I mean, it was like... Oh, yeah, you're right. It's like I was literally watching Stranger Things, but in It. Because there's something mm-hmm. about... There's something about like the 80s feel, little kids going on adventures that are kind of things they shouldn't do that is just so engrossing. I don't know what it is, but like, I'm just like, I love yeah. it. It's so It's odd. also kind of cool seeing things from their point of view because we're so used to adults going, no, nothing fantastic can ever happen. And the kids are like, that's a Debbie Gorgon. Oh, yeah, <laughs> super yeah, into yeah. it. They know exactly what's happening. The Demi Gorgon. <laughs> Fucking A. Yeah, Mandy was in the minute they the minute they were playing D and D. Yeah, I was. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So my mom was laughing at me because the kid was yelling at his mom and said, uh, "We can't stop in the middle of a campaign. We gotta we have to find a good stopping point." And I was like, "He's right. Listen to him, mom." <laughs> so my mom was laughing at me. Just She's one, like, you. just just one more save point. Yeah. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> Yeah, well, so that'll be cool. That'll be neat when you when you when you get a little farther and when Mason starts to uh, to watch it, we can we can all talk about it again. But I'm I'm right at the end of season three. He, the season three's final episode is like an hour and a half, so mm. I'm like having I keep falling asleep. But but um, season four is gonna be out pretty soon. So oh, it, cool. Yeah, it comes out in 2021. So I don't know when exactly, but I think this season three came out. 
in like pretty early in 2020, 2020, like maybe like in February or something. It was pretty early. So I'm expecting that season four might be out like sometime in the next six months. And um, hmm. so right about the time maybe you guys are done watching it, you'll uh, you'll have season four. But I, I definitely think season one is the best. And season season three is good. Um, season two and three are good, but they're not as good as season one, but they're about neck and neck. Season two has a lot more like, um, well, I should say they all have a, they all have like a uniquely crazy fucking monster type of thing. So it's pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So what else did you guys do? Um, I played a new game called Spirit Farer and I, I've been waiting for this one to come out. It's been on my list for a while after I saw like a, um, trailer for it long long time ago and uh so that's been on my list it finally released and i played it on the switch it's also available on playstation 4 xbox one it's on it's available on steam and uh i i love it so far it's a really cute and charming game and spiritfarer is a um a very laid-back casual game by thunder lotus games and it's all hand-drawn. Everything they do is hand-drawn. So they have done games like Jotun and um, Sundered. And both of those look super cool. And so Spiritfarer is also all entirely hand-drawn. And you play a little girl um, named... Oh, shoot. What was her name? I can't remember. Oh, no. Let me look it up. I can't remember her name. Because her, her name doesn't really come up that often. Stella. Her name is Stella, and she is uh, brought into the world of spirits to become the new sp spirit fairer. And she came along with her cat, this big fluffball named Daffodil. Aww. And so she gets um, a boat, and she cruises around the world, the spirit world, looking for spirits, and she uh, helps them to become um to she kind of helps them out on their ship by making them happy and fulfilling all of their wants before they can pass on to the next life and as you um like when you go out into the world and you see them all the spirits kind of look have kind of like a very similar shape to them when she brings them onto her boat they change shape into their true form which is uh, usually some type of anthropomorphic animal. So like the first one looks like a deer and then the next one looks like a big toad and then one looks like kind of like a snake wearing a robe. And uh, each of them used to be humans in their previous life. And so uh, they do remember things about their previous life. And a lot of them know uh, Stella from their previous life as well. Like the toad is apparent was apparently her uncle. And so when she brings the toad onto the ship, he's like, I I'm your uncle. Aren't you surprised to see me? And uh, it, it, I don't know. It has a very bittersweet kind of sad feeling to it, but it's also very beautiful and gorgeous. Like, um, it's very relaxing. So as you go, as you travel around on your boat, you can go to islands and pick up materials and stuff. And uh, you build buildings for yourself and for each of the spirits that you pick up. So you can build at first like a garden so you can uh, plant seeds and get food items. And you can build like a kitchen where you go in there and you can cook the food. So you can give food to each of your, each of your spirit guests and uh, to help make them happy because there are certain things every day that you should do 
there is a sorry there is a day night cycle as well so each day you should try to help um do something different to make them happy and they all have their own likes and dislikes like the deer is very um very uh posh i would say <laughs> he's, he's like posh. Or she, i think it's a she actually I, we, got, not, we got a positive. lewis over here i was gonna just thinking that yes. louis very much so, where the deer will not eat the same food twice in a row, and uh, it does not like fruits either. So if you feed it like a uh, fish one day, and then feed it some kind of vegetable stew the next day, and then shrimp, and it loves coffee, so you can bring it coffee, stuff like that. The toad will literally eat anything. <laughs> and uh, like the snake doesn't eat any meat, which is really funny. It will only eat fruits and vegetables. And so uh, you make food for them. And then you can build, a, you, they start out with a guest house, but then it starts to get crowded as you pick up more spirits. And so they each have their own kind of house that they want to have. And so you build each of them their own house on the boat. And then you can build other like things to make crafts and stuff like a lumber mill. You can build like a mill and each of them kind of remember things like they as you're building things they remember things from their previous life like the deer used to work um used to like sew a lot and so that brings back memories to the deer and like the uh i'm, I'm sorry i don't remember the deer's name so i just keep calling it the deer <laughs> and uh your uncle the toad um used toad. to work at a yeah <laughs> used to work at a lumber mill and so when you build a like a like a lumber mill thing it um starts to remember things from that previous life and so as you make them happier and they you do their own personal quests where you travel to different areas and you uncover more about their history what happened to them how they died um eventually they get they get to a point where they're like i'm satisfied i want to move on and then you bring them to this gate where you're able to say your last final goodbye and uh help them pass on to the next life and that's your job and uh, it's it's really beautiful the entire uh like it's side scrolling, but the entire area, the environments, your character, all of the animation is so beautifully hand drawn. It's very charming and they have fantastic expressions as well. Like your especially your big fluffy cat Daffodil. It has so many cute little animations like when you go to like saw down a tree your cat grabs the other end of the saw and it's so cute <laughs> oh it's it's adorable and i'm just loving it so much so much so far and it's not a hard game at all it's meant to be very casual you can play it at your own speed as you travel around um like it, there is a day night cycle and you can't travel at night so you can either do stuff at night like cook and thing or cook or you know plant um work with your plants there are some mini games in there like you can play a guitar for the plants to make them grow faster and then you do have like a rhythm game so as you're going along there are other like little mini games that you that they introduce to you through like buildings or characters that give you things to like make like speed up other processes so you could do those at night but um if you want to continue traveling you have to go to bed and then <laughs> uh yeah so it's it's really interesting i really love it so far it sounds like a super cozy game to play on the switch like in bed yeah yeah, mm -hmm. I'm playing it on the Switch. Um, apparently, there is a co-op option, so one person can play Stella and the other person can play Daffodil, the cat. And so you could travel around together. 
and do things. It's it's really cute. If you don't have a co-op partner, Daffodil just follows you around and just does whatever you're doing. But yeah, it's it's super adorable and it's very bittersweet and there's a lot of heart put into it. Like the stories that you uncover along the way are what you're playing it for. It's uh yeah, it's really cool. I'm really loving it so far. Cool. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I yeah. Like cats are great. <laughs> All right. Well, and more more good recommendations for people to to follow in Mandy's footsteps. And now we are left with Mason and his books. Oh yeah, I guess we could do books really quickly. Ooh. Ooh thunder. thunder. Mm, bring the thunder. Mmm, juicy. Uh, yeah. So I I started up a book. Um, it's called Ulysses. It's not about Ulysses S. Grant, like everyone assumes. Uh, it's called Ulysses. It's a 1922 modernist novel by James Joyce. And it's kind of a, um, I don't know, like a reference to the Iliad and the Odyssey, the two works from Homer that I recently finished. Oh, yeah, that's neat. And uh, so it's, it chronicles the uh, guy named Leopold Bloom, an ordinary day in his life in like Dublin in like 1904. And I, I picked it up because this novel, it's considered one of the greatest literary works of all time. Um, it is like very like stream of consciousness. It's very dense with euphemisms and metaphors and comedy and references and just it's packed full of stuff. And it's also considered one of the most difficult re- reads of all time. And uh, why is it difficult? Like the vocabulary? It, I don't even know where to start. So we read this in school. Hmm. We read this in school. Ulysses. Hmm. Yeah, we had to write a paper on it. The whole thing. I. Oh, I don't. I don't remember I how much it. of it we read. Yeah, we did. I, I remember reading it in like high school. I, I yeah. can't imagine mm-hmm. that. Yeah, we did. Man, he's like, I defy you. I defy you. I I can't I'm imagine. Positive, we read this any in high school. schooler reading this with all the different languages at both puts in the play there all the french all the latin um it's so obtuse there's so much like dense wordplay like i it it was so difficult that while i did enjoy most of my time with it i i called it off after like 200 pages it was so almost unreadable without like constantly having my phone to look up every reference what everything meant what it was talking about and like there were so many individual sentences and moments where I was like, this is just like the most refined moment of literature I've read in a while. But then it was just bogged down by like paragraphs of just tangents that were just while clever and well-written were just so hard to get through that I was like, I, I can't do it. And I, uh, I was just like, you know what? I, I appreciate it. I enjoyed my time with it, but to read the other like 600 pages would be, uh, rough, and I, you know it's summer. I'm just trying to relax and take it easy. So I, uh, I uh, gave up on that book, and I picked up a book called The Institute, which is a Stephen King novel, and uh, that's been a far easier read, and it's pretty good so far. So I don't have much of an update on that, but I think it's also a similar to Stranger Things, where it's like might have young kids in it, might have some supernatural spooks going on. So I'm excited, and I'm listening to the ergo proxy soundtrack while I read that and it's been a good <laughs> it's been a good match man I I can't I'm 
I don't know. I've never questioned anything Mandy said as much as when they read Ulysses in school. Yeah, we did. I remember. We watched, uh, we read the part with uh, Calypso, and I remember the sirens. You might be talking about the Odyssey. Mm. Oh, I don't know. Which is what this is modeled after. Oh, maybe Th- I don't That know. would make sense. Ulysses is rough. It's, a, I, it's, it's too hard for me. And I'm a smart boy, I say to myself. Well, I, uh, I would have no chance of reading it. I just I would just give up immediately. I'll, I'll, I'll see if I can find, like, the first paragraph, just as, like, a reference. And you're like, man, it's wordy. Anyway, so been reading that. It's going well. Started up Final Fantasy VII Remake. Finally, I know it's, like, a year late. But uh, I'll probably have more thoughts on that next no, week. No, you're, you're only, like, five months late. Yeah, okay. okay. So, so you're not, you're not you know, that late. I'm a little late. I'm way past the point of relevant conversation. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on maybe you have a hot take. Nah, not yet. Not yet. All right. I, I, I need to give it a fair shake before I get into it. So before you come in, come in and make people cry. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, <clears throat> I just looked it up. 40, just, just as a closing note. Forty-four percent of the people who played uh, Ghost of Tsushima got the platinum trophy. That is insane. That's like, that's like one of the easiest platinums I've seen in a long ass time. It's like, hmm. if you, yeah, if you played that damn game, you just walk away with the platinum just for finishing it, basically. All right. Well, as I will be doing, continuing on my my uh, Mongol slaying ways here as we uh, wrap up for the evening later on. All right, guys. Well, we're we're about out of time here, so we should probably wrap up and uh head over to the main podcast but boy lots of very talk today hiking netflix series a little bit of games a little bit of books a little bit of everything on hobby addicts and we'll we'll see you guys next week hope everybody has a good uh fun wrap up to your to your august and we'll see you next time bye guys have a good one